Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Sievers and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us for this week's edition of the Church on a Hill podcast. Pastor Corey, good to be with you. Uh, yes, happy, happy, beautiful 420. 420, dude. Yes. <laughs> So uh, today is April 20th. Um, Tim and I um, were not big potheads. And uh, I don't think we're going to, you know, like smoke a joint on the episode or anything today, Tim, unless you have something surprise planned. No, uh, no, no joints. Uh, I'm not a user myself. Um, Yes. I'm actually just like, this has come up in a couple of different places over the last couple of days. And I was like, what? (laughs) Like, what are you guys talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> but apparently there's something about this date and it's symbolic in, in, uh, in, uh, what did, what did, what did, uh, cannabis culture. That's what it we was. Just call it cannabis That's what culture. It was. That's what Alexa told us. Uh, you know, that, uh, both the time of day and, and the state of the year that it's kind of a reference to, for, uh, marijuana folks. So, uh, yeah. So happy 420 to you, Tim. Yeah, I'm really more of a a May the 4th be with you kind of guy or a Cinco de Mayo kind of guy so I can have tacos. Those are kind of the dates that, you know, I I look for. So what do you eat on May the 4th? Star Wars food? I don't know. It's just May the 4th be with you. Yeah. You said May the 5th. You like tacos. Do you have a taco with you now? I, I actually I do. You just you just carry a taco. Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Oh, it's Taco Tuesday, so you just have tacos in the office. So you know, yeah, I just randomly have have a taco here. You know. See, I think you did participate in 420, and you just got the munchies. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've ever eaten a taco on podcast day. No, this so, is so. Yeah. Hey, you should put a little avocado on it from your avocado plant there. Yeah. No, that's not no fruit yet. Just leaves. Oh, that's because we have to get the avocado, Mrs. Avocado and Mr. Avocado. Right. Or Mr. Got to make. I don't know. So you don't know which. Is okay. Which. Well, Tim's going to enjoy his taco while I give a, <laughs> while I give a brief announcement. Um, yeah, today is April 20th, and this Sunday, uh, that would make this Sunday, let's see, April 25th, and we, uh, we, have, a, <laughs> we have a quarterly ministry and business meeting coming up, and important, uh, always important to discuss the uh, COVID response changes and, and reopening since we've been having uh, in-person uh, in-person worship services uh, now for a few weeks and and back to Bible studies and other things. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll cover our finances. And um, if you're a member or regular attender, you might be getting a letter in the mail about our financial situation. So check that out. Be looking for that in the regular old United States mail. Um, any other announcements, Tim? That's this Sunday, April 25th, 10.15 a.m., in the fellowship hall and on Zoom. And I'm presuming, Tim, you'll be sending out a Zoom link type email for people to join that meeting. 
if yeah, they want. Uh, I'll send it out in the weekly email, which goes out on Thursdays usually, uh, assuming all the technology cooperates. And then again on Sunday in our email for our um, weekly things that are happening. It, it goes out on Sunday morning and it's everything from that day through the next Saturday, so. Um, cool. So they'll have two emails with the same link in it for the Zoom meeting. And um, yeah, so if you wanna join by Zoom, you can. It's in person in the fellowship hall with 25 seats for members or regular attenders. Um, yeah, there'll be, it's of course mass distance. There'll be fans on so forth and so on. So it'll be safe over there. And the rest of us will be joining us on the big screen um, in the fellowship hall. So, um, yeah, join us if you can. And um, that'd be good. Awesome. Uh, I guess the rest that we have to talk about is our scripture. Unless you have anything else you want to talk about, Tim. I mean, I don't know how your mind is on 420 day. <laughs> I, I was thinking maybe I could write a poem about the taco. But I, <laughs> you kind of tripping over there, Tim, or uh, a little bit. We really, Tim crazy. and I don't know how to even fake these things, really. Um, so I'm, the, I'm the guy who, you know, you're in a in a group of people, and somebody's like, "Whoa, somebody's smoking pot," and I'm like, "What is, like, what does pot smell like?" <laughs> I okay, I have no idea. I at least know what pot smells like, Tim. <laughs> I'm so sheltered. I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> oh, God bless you, Tim Seavers. All right. <laughs> so it is 420 day. Uh, no judgment out there on that situation. Different states have different rules. Um, and there you go. Most important things that you... Though, you know, though all states have different rules, the federal government has not changed their rule that Correct. illegal. So it's interesting that we have this illegal use at the federal level, but states have decided to pretty much ignore that. And, um, and for the most part, violations don't get prosecuted. Yeah, it's a modern, it's a modern day states rights issue kind of, yeah. isn't it? Um, uh, and, you know, for us as uh, uh, bus drivers, we it's it's not allowed for us um and so just a little marijuana trivia there we uh tim and i don't smoke it so that we can we can be behind the wheel but we don't smoke it anyway but uh, we do get tested randomly um and sometimes not randomly sometimes the whole crew gets tested yeah i was thankful to it feels like, you know, with the bus driver world, some, sometimes it's like every random test you get called, you know, it's like, I've been tested six times this year or something. That's how it happens for some people. Um, and then you can go long times without it while other people get called back because it's random. Yeah. No. So, yeah. Maybe they were just testing your hydration. Could be. But anyway. Uh, okay, so that we'll put the 420 stuff aside and we'll go to John 6. John 6, 60 through 71 is our sermon uh, scripture for this Sunday. And 
you know, it's it's not a super lengthy scripture, but I, I think I want to encourage you to read it. So if you want to pause and go read it in your Bible or on on uh, the YouVersion app, whatever, go ahead. All right. Okay, you're back. Uh, or, or you got your own paper Bible out, uh, John 6, 60 through 71, and you want to go read it. All right. So I'll, I'll just summarize it here. Jesus gives a really difficult teaching about being the bread of heaven and uh, that he is the one that our souls need to truly live. But if we have him, we um, can live forever and um, we need his flesh and blood. We need his flesh is true food and his blood is true drink and we need to eat his flesh and drink his blood and when i am saying those words those are quotations of jesus christ uh, so some really difficult teaching truthful teaching hard for those folks to understand and so several of them we don't know how large group was but many of them leave and stop following him um, in this section and uh but the 12 disciples continue to uh, follow Jesus. And, and then Peter has this confession of faith after Jesus says, you know, basically, Hey guys, are you going to leave me to, uh, to, are you going to depart as well? And, and do you have your Bible open there, Tim? What did, what does Jesus say to him, uh, to that, to that question? Or what does Peter say in response to Jesus question? So Simon Peter in uh, verse 68, uh, Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life, and we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. 68 and 69. Yeah. yeah. And what I want to point out there is I think Peter really nailed nailed on the head. He got he got it right about Jesus, right? I mean, he says, Lord. <laughs> So he's calling him by the right uh, name or title, you know, honoring him. He has the right approach to whom shall we go? You know, uh, there's no one like Jesus in a good way. Uh, and you have the words of eternal life, basically declaring that the teachings of Jesus are the way to enter God's life. Um, and, you know, Peter at this point has been following Jesus for approximately two years, we think, uh, just trying to piece together the John timeline. And and then he says, we have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God, you know, um, re reminds me a little bit of the declaration of the Samaritan village where they said he's the savior of the world, but a major kind of declaration like uh, that he's the Messiah. You're the Holy One of God. Um, so Peter, this Jewish, you know, background person is declaring that Jesus, this Jesus of Nazareth, human being is also the Holy one of God. That's, that's a huge statement, but I, I, I want to point out, um, that he's also wrong. <laughs> so he's right about all the content, but notice that he says, we, and he's speaking, we know he's speaking for the group because before that it says that Jesus was addressing the 12 disciples. We have come to believe and we know that you're the Holy One of God. No, we don't uh, because those 12 included, wait for it, Judas. <laughs> okay, so, you know, the, uh, Judas 
Judas didn't believe, um, you know, and yet Peter is representing them as a group. And I think so there's an interesting lesson there that um, uh, one of our guys pointed out this morning that we got to be careful not to assume that that a group or that everyone in a group has faith or trust in Jesus when they don't, um, you know, or we don't know, or can we know, you know, that, um, you know, we, we, we shouldn't assume that everybody in a local church has come to Christ yet. Even, even dare I say, members who are baptized. Uh, it's not my job to, to sort that out and to know, I mean, my, you know, my job is to, as a pastor, is to feed the sheep and and to equip them to do the works God's God has called them to do. But but we need to know that according to Jesus' teaching, not only here where Judas is in their midst, but other teaching where Jesus says there will be uh, wolves in sheep's clothing, there will be people who say Lord, Lord, and and He will say, I tell you, I do not know you. Um, there will be weeds among the wheat there will be people who walk away there will be people who don't walk away but never really believed in the first place and then there will be those of us hopefully us uh that have been drawn to the the father and we believed in the son and the holy spirit is with us we're not perfect we're on a journey we're going through a process but we have true faith and true relationship with god um so that that that's uh, something that I get out of this is is Jesus kind of drilling down on that a little bit, and he's not chasing after. Um, he's not chasing after the ones who leave, mm. and he's also not calling out Judas directly. And I wonder about that. Like, what's, what's the wisdom in that? Um, I know it's wise, uh, but why is it wise? Like, you know, these people who walk away, he lets them walk away. And Judas, he lets them stay with the group while alerting the group that there's one of them who is, a, who is going to betray one of them that's a devil, he says. Uh, but he doesn't call him out by name. Um, Partly, I think, so that Judas can play the role he needs to play down the road. But maybe there's something else going on. Have you, have you thought about that, Tim? Uh, the, why does he let folks walk away? Or, or what's going on there? And then um, what's the deal with not telling Judas, hey, Judas, why not depart? You're just a downer. You know? <laughs> well, I know you're going to turn me in anyway, Judas. So why don't you just get away now and then come back later? Or so, I don't know. So this morning, I, as we talked about this in Bible study, I was kind of wondering, well, what did, what did Judas know and think at this particular time in Jesus's ministry? Like, did he know already what he was going to do or was you, not, not to, uh, not to go against what you were saying or anything but just like well um i you know maybe he did believe at that time like i i just like well what did he really what did he really believe what did he really think about jesus and and then if it changed if 
if he if he did believe then what changed and if he didn't believe then you know why is he still there i mean there's all kinds of questions well, i don't have any of the uh, uh, yeah i i i'll tell you my answer and then we can we can kind of because uh, i think that represents a huge question within christianity uh was judas on a journey of his own like we all are um, trying to come to terms of what's life about and, you know, what's the purpose meaning of life. And, you know, he's, he's obviously following after a teacher. So at some level, he's trying to find answers to questions. Right. Um, but the question about whether he could believe on and then fall away, uh, you know, I've done a study or two of Judas over the years, and it, it is complicated when you, when you take all the Judas scriptures together um, you know, that he does seem to be on a, a negative arc, I guess you could say, of not coming to faith, though he's learning teachings about Jesus. We don't see, based on the things that are revealed about him, that he's coming to faith. Um, and, and so we hear things about him, like he has a devil, um, and that he's been taking money from the treasurer's bag. Um, so no affirmations. I'm just I'm just thinking off the top of my head as you're saying that like no affirmations like what Peter does right here. Right. We and we don't hear about most of the disciples. So we hear about Judas. We hear about Peter a lot. But but yeah, Peter, Peter's not perfect, but he has a positive arc going towards, you know, though he denies Jesus, you know, he's he follows him and serves him. And Judas, obviously, we know his story ends up um with his suicide. Uh, now, I want to say this, that my theological conviction, my biblical conviction, uh, is that he never had saving faith, because I believe that once you are made a new creation in Christ and forgiven, you, that can't be undone. Uh, it, it's it's complicated uh, by the fact that this is faith before the cross and the resurrection, but but we're it's still salvation by faith. And like Abraham was saved by faith before the cross and the resurrection happened historically, but he's still saved by the righteousness of God and and that through faith. And and so all that to say, I don't think Judas lost his salvation because I don't think he ever had it. Was he saved? Uh, I can't fully answer that. Um, some people think they can, but if he was saved, he was saved in that moment before he died, maybe with his dying breath after he had decided to kill himself. Um, and, and if he surrendered to God, even in that moment, then he could be saved by God's grace. Uh, but that's between him and God and not, not my business really. Um, but, but this, I guess what I'm saying is this this scripture is interesting. It makes us ask these questions. So what I think he was thinking, and I can't prove this, was when he hears that uh, that one of them is a devil. I don't think I don't think he knows he's on this negative arc. You know, I don't think he knows that he's. I think when we're wrong, it feels just like being right. I've said that before, and we tend to justify ourselves, just like uh, and somebody else in my. Uh, 10 o'clock Bible study said this reminded him of the older son in the, the prodigal son story of he probably thought he was right. Right. So I think Judas probably 
could probably have a pretty good self-righteous argument for why that sounded good to him internally for why he definitely wasn't the one with the devil. You know, because I know Peter's habits or I see how Thaddeus looks at the girls or, you know, what, you know, whatever it was. Yeah. I, I'm just guessing. And maybe it's because of my some of my human sinful experience that that's maybe what's going on in his head. But I don't know how different that is from the other disciples either. I wonder what was going on in all their heads. How many of them were self-confident? How many of them were doubting and kind of contrite about that like ooh, maybe it is me you know uh it, it's really interesting to think about I, I i don't know and and i i think it's okay to think about that question even though we don't know for sure because i think that's why jesus did it i i, uh, I think he wanted him to think about it why else would he have said that <laughs> you know i mean it just it just wasn't a flippant statement so i mean he it, it it's kind of a downer way to end an amazing chapter right <laughs> The bread of life chapter. One of you is a devil. That's the end of the chapter. You know, the great John 6 chapter ends with Jesus giving this very real pronouncement that there's 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 an evil presence or one who will be submitted to an evil presence in his in his core group. It's a huge announcement and should be really soul shaking to all of them. But I wonder how many of them it did shake. Um yeah, that's a good, I just, uh, and I guess a real, a challenge too, like, do, uh, do you believe? And, and I mean, this is, uh, this whole chapter kind of has this question interwoven throughout it several different times. Uh, we saw it last week and, and, and it's, it's here again. And Peter says, we believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. And then you have Judas, you know, being identified as the one who will be, be betrayed. And so we ask ourselves the question, are we Judas or do we really believe? And um, hopefully, hopefully we're people who really believe. Um, I mean, that's what we want to be, right? Uh, authentic people who truly believe. And that's what Jesus said in the previous section we studied is our job, our, the, our work, <laughs> Uh, our work to do is to believe in him. Uh, and so it is a really, it is, it is a little mind boggling how it all comes together, but. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Cause I think that's good. Do we believe? And some people will say, well, then how do I know that I believe? And I think the scripture gives us things to do there. Well, first it's okay to examine and consider that because if you believe it's secure, you're not going to untie some knot that God's tied, you know? So first it's okay to examine and to question. And maybe that's even a sign that you do believe because you have security in God. But how do you know that you believe? I know some people have asked me, well, have you confessed with your mouth and believe with your heart uh, that, that the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ uh, is your savior? You know, uh, if you have, uh, then even a mustard seed of faith is is saving because you're connected to to him and his righteousness his as we heard here his spirit is life you know and he can give life to the spiritually dead us uh if we just have true faith with him so if you uh you don't have to know all things you don't have to know the whole bible you it's not about having a bunch of good works that you can show to god uh 
Learning the Bible is great. Doing good works is great. But how do you know that you have saving faith? Have you believed that Jesus Christ uh, is, the, is your Savior? Did he give himself for, for you? Do you believe that? Do you believe you're a sinner who needs a Savior? Um, and that he is the one, as he's been teaching in John 6, uh, he is the one that can give you new life and eternal life. He's the one, as he's going to say later, that is the gate uh, for the sheep. He's the, he's the great shepherd. He's the one that can bring you in. If you believe that, um, even if you can't explain it, even if it's a great mystery to you, um, you have saving faith. Um, and that, by the grace of God, by the sheer free gift of God, that's what grace means, free gift, unearned gift. Yeah. Um, you know, and so I, I, I do think it is a scripture that can make us examine it. And, and I think we, it's good for us to talk through that as experienced Christians, you and I and others like us. But it's good for us to remember this, to have like a basic conversation with somebody who's outside the faith. They may think they need to get to some high bar to, to have God in their life. You know, they need to get to some uh, super spiritual level um, to impress God or to get to heaven. And we need to tell them the simple, basic gospel truth that, no, you need to, to really believe. I mean... Um, yeah, there's lots of stuff we can do once we become Christians and, and grow, but do you believe? Um, and I don't think Judas believed even the simple thing that Peter said here. Mm. Um, and I think that's why Jesus, if, if that whole group was a bunch of true believers, I think Jesus would have said, great. Yes, you are. But he knew that they weren't. So he said what he said. One of you is a devil. <laughs> and, and I'm saying that to our audience out there, too. One of you is devil. No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's more like seven of them are devils out there. I mean, we only have eight listeners, so that would take seven of them out of the heaven. And that, you know, do you think there's going to be podcasts in heaven, Tim? No. <laughs> At least not ours. <laughs> Because we started with 420. <laughs> we we're, talked we're, about an avocado plant getting married. We're Can avocado plants get married? Or is that a state's right issue too? We got to watch out or you're going to get smoked. It dep- oh, boom. It, well, yeah. Well, you would. Did we talk about our text enough there, Tim? I think so. That, you know, it's a really rich text, as we've been saying. Um, I mean, that's that's true. <laughs> it's not just this one, but there's a lot in here. And if people want to learn more about it, we encourage them to join Bible studies. Uh, we have Bible studies meeting all week. Uh, we have, of course, our Sunday worship services that you can come in person or join us online on Facebook or YouTube or on the radio or even at Bishop Place. <laughs> we've we're trying to make it available so you can have access to it wherever, whenever, however you can. So if you want to learn more uh, about, uh, about Jesus and this, and this, uh, or as Peter put it, the Holy one of God, um, come and join us. Yeah. And And, and, let's have a conversation. And that's, yeah. I doubt 
too many non-believers are listening to this. You never know who's listening, but I just echo that. Join us. But if you're listening to this and you have friends that, that want to uh, join a Bible study or join worship online or in person, we should be people who invite and welcome in, right? And say, you know, we want we want others to believe in Jesus. I, I want to just... Uh, re-hit the, the spiritual growth guide. My binder is green. Uh, you know, it's right here for those who are listening on audio. I have a copy, uh, but we are, I'm working hard on part or uh, the second installment, I guess I should call it. Uh, and then we have to do layout and editing. Um, so don't, don't forget that we still have more coming out with the spiritual growth guide. And while Ming and I are going to be putting together some brief how-to videos uh, that we can put out there. So if you haven't done the spiritual growth guide and you want one, let us know. Uh, if you want one uh, or set for a group, let us know. Uh, and yeah, we're coming out with that second section. I'm really excited about it. It has good stuff on spiritual disciplines, how to plan your own funeral, even a uh, section on celebrating um, self-care. That's a hugely important section. Then uh, the final section is a very practical section with all kinds of stuff. So lots of stuff for spiritual growth. Um, so check that out and let us know if you want one yeah. and keep your, keep your eyes open for the videos, the how to videos. Um, and yeah, cool. And the next section, I, I don't know. We don't have a date for that because it largely depends on me getting my content written. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Uh, so if you want that, uh, if, if you're out there listening, watching, and you want that, send us a email at next at pollutionchurch.org or give us a call at the office 509-878-1509 or just tell us when you see us. Uh, and we'll be happy to make that available for you. So cool. Well, we better wrap things up, uh, Corey. It's been good to be with you. Uh, we thank you all for listening and watching. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop Studios here in the Rolling Hills of Palouse, Washington, wishing you a blessed week. We'll see you next time.